We just wrapped up our launch of Beyond Betrayal, and we had a tremendous response. We have so many excited gals ready to jump in or who've already jumped in and are leaving great comments. Our customer service has um, had a lot of requests for either a payment plan or an extension on that 40% off sale. So we did talk to them. We had um, a little meeting and decided that we are going to extend this 40% off discount through Sunday night. So surprise, <laughs> hopefully this makes it available for all of you because really that's the reason that Brandon and I made this program is so that no matter where you're at in your recovery path, no matter where you're at in the world, you can step into this healing process and there's so much life beyond betrayal. It is not who you are. It is not your only story. There's so much more. So we are reopening the launch and it will be 40% off today through Sunday evening. So go grab it. What does healing really feel like? All right. Before we go into that, um, I want to do a quick comment from our newest program, Beyond Betrayal. We have, um, I think this is day six of our seven day launch. So it, the sale ends tomorrow or sorry, just end, ended. And um, this is a gal who just jumped right in. So uh, when you get the program, you're able to go at your own pace. You can start right when you sign up or um, hold off. But she says, um, the first part of defining betrayal trauma. Wow, this hit home so hard. I have been in this cycle long enough trying to change who I am and to control the situation. I don't want to feel fear and despair anymore. I'm signing up for this course. Um, or I just signed up for this course and it's been perfect timing. I look forward to healing and using these tools. So thank you. Awesome. So, Brandon, thank you. Thank you for putting in the time to create this with me. I think it's a powerful program because it includes both, right? Both worlds, my world, your world, and right. the expertise. Yeah. Well, and it, it, gives, it gives words to things and defines things, educates. But, but beyond that, beyond the education part, um, we push people into the experience that they need to experience in order to get beyond betrayal, in order to yeah. heal. And, and really, that's what we're talking about today is um, what, what does healing really feel like? Mm -hmm. it, what, what we want to do is illustrate, you know, we talk about this elusive recovery thing out there. Uh, we want to illustrate what, what are some indicators and things that start to happen mm -hmm. when you're doing really well, when you're in a healthy place emotionally. Um, when you've started to heal from the, those, those deep, hard wounds of betrayal, um, I want to start with a story. My dad fell off his bike. My, my dad, he, he kicked like a frozen soccer ball or something in the middle of the winter, and he totally tore the, all the tendons in his ankle, and he needed surgery. And then he, and then he had like double hip replacement in, in the last two years. And then he fell off his bike and tore all his ligaments in his shoulder. He's an old man and <laughs> he needs to slow down a little bit and stop hurting himself. Um, but he fell off his bike and he went into the doctor and the doctor said to him, so, so he couldn't really lift his shoulder above his head and his arm above his head because his shoulder... And the doctor said to him, that looks pretty bad. Um, you really injured it. He said, you're going to need surgery. And 
it, to recover from that surgery is going to take a year long of rehab. Like you're, you're going to be in a sling for a year. And it was kind of daunting for him because here he is, like he can kind of use his shoulder, but not really. And the doctor's saying, you're going to go from kind of being able to use your shoulder to not being able to use your shoulder for a year. And you look at that and, you know, naturally we don't want to, to go harm ourselves and make things harder for ourselves. Totally. But in this example, Ashlyn, it's obvious as to why he would go have that surgery, right? Why would he go have that surgery? Because he's going to feel better as yeah. he steps into that, right? And he's going to an expert. I'm sure he's not just at a dentist asking for his shoulder pain. Right. Yes. Hopefully not. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's going to an expert. He's going to somebody who knows how to reconstruct it. Um, but, but here's the other thing. Another part of it is once he has that surgery, he can, that surgery can either turn into locking his shoulder up even more and giving mm. him arthritis or it can turn into healing. But he's got to go to physical therapy twice a week and do all these exercises that he hates doing and they're uncomfortable. He's got to go do that twice a week uh, until his shoulder actually starts to fully heal. Um, so it, it kind of sucks what, what I'm saying is, uh, but, but you can see where, where I'm going with this, right? Is, I think physically and with surgery, it's easy to see it. Yeah, I'll go through physical therapy. I'll have the surgery because I need my shoulder back. But what about getting you back? What about facing the emotional wounds and the pain and, and, and the spiritual wounds and even the sexual wounds? What about facing that really hard stuff, which in the short run isn't very fun to face. It's mm -mm. difficult. Um, your, your relationships... Uh, might get harder before they get better. Um, your journey with God might get more difficult before it gets better. But if you're not willing to turn and face things and root it out and cut yourself open a little bit, so to speak, nobody go cut yourself, please. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, cut, cut, cut that infection out, then you're going to stay swirling, wishing that you were healed. And so, you know... Ashlyn, your favorite thing is the buffalo, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the buffalo is courageous because it turns and it faces things. Um, when storms come, it, it, it turns head on and, and walks toward that storm. So it's interesting, Brennan. I, I listened to you tell that story on um, social media last week and I loved it. But I, for some reason, it didn't like click that I have a similar thing. Like my back being fused, it's like the whole process. I had a year off. I did all the same things. And I've been f this back fusion for 26 years now. It's still a part of me. But yeah. is it something I think about every day? No. No. It's, right. it's not. But is it something that um, can still affect parts of my life? Yeah. And, but it's not in this like, uh, why? Why? It's just like, oh yeah, I have this like crazy back and I stand up straight and I have to do things a little different. Um, so it makes me really reflect on my own story of moving through this betrayal and through this pain to find healing. It is still a part of me. It is still part of my story and my life. 
but it isn't something that I'm dwelling and thinking on every day. Um, I had a gal in group today who's, who's right in the smack middle of heartache and, you know, the messy, messy middle. And for her to, to see beyond that feels just like hopeless. Like, how am I ever going to get to that place? And she says, I hope I get to a place where like, I can just live with it. And I thought, no, No. like, that's not my goal is to help Uh -uh. you live with it. My goal is to help you live your life. And like you said, like, find you. Yes. And, And the goal is not to just say, oh, okay, that I was terrible and bad and let's he, think so, about it, bring it up every day. So you just said a couple of things I want to highlight. One is when you're, when you're in healing, when, when you're in recovery, what that doesn't mean is that all of the stuff that has happened just goes away. Like you're in la-la land and you pretend like it never happened and you've, you're moved on. No, like your, ba- your back's a good example. You, you still have that in your back. It still affects your life. It just doesn't consume your life. You're yeah. aware that it's there. Um, it, it has, it's, it's had an impact on your life, but you're, you're moving on. Um, so yeah, th- there's that. Oh, the other point that you made was really good. I'm trying to remember what it was. Who knows? Um, I said a lot of jumbled up things, but no, you said a lot of wise things. <laughs> oh, I'm guessing it's the I have to live with this. I hope I get to a place to live with it. That's it. Yes. <laughs> so, so that's the other thing is it, in treatment, like you can, my dad could learn how to live with a nagging shoulder injury mm-hmm. and he could actually figure out how to be somewhat happy with this nagging shoulder injury mm-hmm. um, and not be able to lift his arm and, and things like that. Um, it, it's really up to you. You can learn how to survive with your suffering or you can learn how to go for the healing. Mm-hmm. And, and the healing is, is far beyond surviving with the suffering. Like, oh, I hope I can live with the fact that I've been cheated on. No, hopefully it's beyond that too. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be like, I'm going to have peace and I'm going to be empowered um, and, and part of it is because I've been through this hard thing, mm-hmm. uh, right? It, it makes me think of, um, I think if you haven't done this in your life, you're, you're skilled and you're amazing. Um, but I think most of us step into the comfort of discomfort, um, without realizing we're in discomfort, right? Like the yes. ig- ignoring the pain. Uh, I did that with my physical back pain, for a long time before I finally went to a specialist and said, okay, it's hurting more. I don't, I, the reality is I might have to get another surgery and I, I didn't want that. Yep. And so to step into that was like, I just, I mean, basic self-care, call the freaking doctor. I didn't yeah. want to do it yeah. because I knew the outcome could be more fusion, which it was. Um, and it was for me, I took this long process of three years of saying, okay, we're going to work with the doctor. We're going to try all the other things before we say the hard fix is another fusion. Um, so I still lived with that pain. I still have pain here and there. Um, but it is this, um, for a long time, I thought it's better if I just like the discomfort is better than going and getting it fixed. And so I kind of numbed it right? <laughs> yes. I, I think physically we do it all the time. 
Um, it's like right now I broke, I broke a rib and my wife is like, go to the doctor and deal with your rib. And I'm like, that's eh, fine. It'll get better. I'm not dealing with it. And then like every time I move, I, I wince and she's like, what are you doing? Like go to the doctor. Um, physically we go into denial and we would rather live in our, uh, we would rather be uncomfortable in our suffering than face the pain. Yeah. Now, now with, with emotional pain and Tiku saying hi, it sounds like. <laughs> so sorry. Um, Tiku can join the podcast, Ashlyn. Um, with emotional pain, um, physical pain is one thing because it's like I can't function. I can't, you know, I can't shovel the snow or mow my lawn or w- sleep at night because I can't lay on my rib, right? So, so it's, it gets to a point where that, that suffering or that pain so much, you'll eventually face the pain. Mm-hmm. With emotional pain or spiritual pain, um, it, sometimes that's, that, that type of pain is pain that we, we can allow ourselves to sit in for longer. I would um, agree. We can hide it better, pretend like it's not there, be in denial about it. And, and, well, I, and I think for me, I was just mindless about it. Like I just thought... I'm just mad. I can be mad. I can show up this way because whether it was subconscious or not, there was, I was valid in the way I was showing up. Every, yeah. There was so much reason behind it. Right. Um, I had a gal reach out um, over the weekend who said, you know, my husband had an affair seven years ago, so we never really got help for it, but I forgave him. And yet he's frustrated with me because he's like, get over it. Why aren't you over it? It's seven years ago. I haven't done it again. Why do you bring it up here and there? Uh-huh. And the answer we know is exactly what you're talking about. That emotional pain that she never was able to process dealt with. Yeah. And so she's like, is this program for me? Am I going to dig up all this awful stuff that we didn't deal with seven years ago? And we're kind of in an okay place. And I said, you're not going to like my answer. And she didn't, but she said, I, I know you're right. I know that the right Let's answer go is to dig into it. And things might get worse, but in order for them to get better, I have to be able to, to really be heard in my pain and the, the impact that his actions had on our family, on my physical health, on all of these different areas of my life that maybe I've been mindless and just ignoring. Right. Um, uh, so, okay. So Ashton, I want to talk about the other side of it. So let's say this woman, she digs in, it's been seven years and she does it. She, let's say she works our program or she, she works another program or whatever it is. She digs in, she faces the pain. She deals with her deepest, darkest demons. Um, she, she lets go of the relationship some and, and, uh, on the other side of it, so she goes through the process of healing. On the other side of it, what will she start to experience? What, what will she start to feel? Um, for me, one of the first things that I noticed was the, I would call it empowering feeling of I have a voice. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt whether it was true or not, I didn't feel like I had a voice, that my opinion mattered, that my needs mattered. Um, so, so when you're swirling around in the pain and the betrayal, you feel somewhat helpless. Yes. 
And when you're in recovery, you feel empowered and you, you, you know that your words actually mean something. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that my actions, like if I say, hey, I'm going to self-care was this like thing over here that people did that I didn't understand. And then when I just little basic things like, hey, self-care is important for you to build up, you know, a foundation so that you can take on when the kids come home, honoring from school or whatever it is, right? right? I didn't understand that. But in the beginnings of recovery, when I really started to take these baby steps, little things, I started to feel that like, oh, the empowerment of it matters if I take care of myself. Right. And I'm I'm valid in taking care of myself. Okay. So listen to what you're saying. You're you're saying a lot in in what you're saying. You're saying I felt empowered. I felt... um, I felt that I could love myself. I, yeah. I'd, I'd take time for me. I, I like practiced. a worthiness. Uh, yeah, I was worthy of that love. And I didn't feel guilty about that. Um, uh, such good stuff. So, okay, um, your words actually mattered. Your, your voice was more clear. Your, your truths were more, more apparent. You were living in that truth more. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so all of this is good stuff, Ashlyn. Um, and you can feel those things. You can feel more resilient to your shame, um, yes. m- more healthily boundaried, um, more hope, just, just more hope in your life. You see possibilities. Um, you see the sun rise in the morning and it's beautiful. Um, and all of these things start to happen when you, when you start to get healing and in recovery. And then you have your hard day you, or you have the trigger. And, and then what happens? Everything goes out the window and it's all for naught. It feels like that for a Doesn't second. Doesn't it feel that way? Yes. Yeah. And then you're like, well, we haven't come anywhere. I've, I've done nothing. What's the whole point? Yes. Like, I'm just uh-huh. going to give it all up. So yeah, I think all of us still have those days. Um, but I think in healing, you realize that you're going to have those days. Yeah. And you realize that life is a, a big, long <laughs> process. And, and you bounce back a lot faster. Yeah. Um, when you're not in healing, you, you just, those days really wipe you out for a long time. Um, but you're a bit more resilient. You bounce back faster. You feel hope quicker. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I think, wow. Um, I, I've mentioned before, I used to be in a place where in betrayal, I was just a mean friend, I would say, you know, I wasn't happy for others. And I definitely judged a lot of others and my friends, especially. Um, When I started feeling different about the people in my life, and I started cheering them on with like my authentic heart, I really, Mm -hmm. truly was happy for others. Um, I think that for me was like, oh, like I'm becoming the person that I was before this. I can be like, it's not right. that I'm changing who I am. It's, it's the like unraveling this mess that has kind of like choked who I was. So you just nailed it, Ashlyn is, and a lot of people think when I'm in healing, I'm going to work my way to be a better person and be happier. And the fact of the matter is, is what you discover when, when you start to heal from something like betrayal trauma is you, you start to discover yourself again. So it's actually unwinding all of the shame, all of the mm-hmm. fear, all of the experiences that you've had that say that you're not enough or that you're going to get abandoned or rejected. And you start to realize I'm lovable. Um, I'm, a, I'm a daughter of God. I have worth. I'm, I'm beautiful. 
and I always have been, and that's always mm-hmm. been there. And so I feel comfortable in my own skin and happy with who I am and happy with the direction of my life. Um, it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of the gals I get to work with, we all think we're confident coming into this. And then, you know, our partner betrays us and it's like the world ends. And what happened to all that confidence and the success and all our happiness? Um, I think what we find more often than not is that it was like this false sense of um, you don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. And so I yeah. thought I was... I loved myself. I thought I loved who I, I was and all these parts of me. But as I stepped into this part of my, my season of recovery and started to really own, oh, wait, I turns out didn't love myself. I beat myself up yeah. every single day. Yeah. And so finding myself and the love for myself, my body, my mind, my spirit, all of it, that was a different feeling. Well, and, and you're saying it in a way where it's like you thought you had it, but mm-hmm. then you didn't realize that you actually didn't. So another thing that happens in healing is you gain wisdom, like real wisdom of deep truths of, of, of healing. And so all of these things, it's amazing when somebody gets in recovery to me, Ashlyn, what they realize is that they're imperfect, that they're going to make mistakes, that life's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. And all of that stuff doesn't go away, but mm-hmm. one thing happens. They gain this resilience to it, to life. They, they gain this like, everything's an opportunity. It's this growth mindset. It's hope found everywhere. And, um, and, and knowing uh, you can create safety and peace unto yourself, mm-hmm. um, no matter what your partner does or whatever, you just become resilient. And um, it doesn't mean that life's not hard. Right. But it it makes life beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I think it's shown up in, yes, my relationship, but that resilience, it's even shown up in like, okay, here I am on, I mean, I I live a weird life on social media and here on the podcast where we get some, some, some hate, we get some heavy stuff sent our way. And if I wasn't resilient to that, I could totally take that personal and take it on as my right. own stuff, right? right. Um, so the fact that there was a time when that, that stuff affected my whole could day. Rock world. Yeah, yeah. It can affect me like, it's like a pinprick now rather than this lightning bolt that totally right. knocks me out. And right. I think that's really, um, if I had known going into this process, like it doesn't take everything away. I think for some reason I thought that kind of like when you go into surgery, like I'm going to get a new shoulder. And it's like, the truth is your shoulder is never going to be a great, the original shoulder. It's always going to be a little different. And so I guess mourning a little bit of that, like, okay, the life that I thought was isn't, but now I get to create this new one. And now I feel like the life I had before, I feel like a lot of things were decided for me. A lot of things happened to me. And now I'm living the life where I get to choose. Yeah. And things may still happen to me, but I still get to choose. I I get to choose. And for some reason, I didn't feel that before. Yeah. I felt like this, almost like a victim without feeling like a victim, but it was like life just happened to me. Yep. I I love that, Ash. And I've heard this saying where when you start to shift from life is happening to me mm-hmm. to life is happening for me, 
And then you, you can even take it a step further to God is working through me. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you start to realize no matter what's going to come into your life, that there's a purpose, there's a plan, there's hope, there's, there's, there's moving forward. And that's what healing is. And, you know, you, you don't resonate in these heavy, toxic energies of resentment and shame and guilt and anger, those things you'll feel, but, but like your energy is not that. Mm-hmm. Your energy is hope, it's acceptance, it's peace, um, it's gratitude and gratitude for the life that you have. And it's awesome. Uh, it's why I do this work, to, to see people go from those hard places and find that light and find that resiliency is just remarkable and amazing and a miracle and so I love it. And I challenge anybody who, who is, is sitting there thinking, man, I want that. Go get it. It can be you. You can have it. You're going to have to maybe face some hard things and do some hard work, but you can have it. So um, thank you for listening, you guys. Hopefully this gives you a little flavor of what healing is like. Ashlyn, any last words? Yeah, um, I'm just going to um, amen to that, but also say if you are already stepping into this journey, this isn't your first uh, rodeo. This isn't your first podcast from us. I want you to look back and whether it's saying, hey, who was I a month ago? Who was I a year ago? There is a change. And um, being able to recognize and see that and say, this is who I once was and I'm becoming this person that I want to be that was always within me. that absolutely having eyes to see our own progress is probably the hardest um because it's this day-to-day thing um so taking some time to just reflect a little bit on that would be good yep that's awesome all right let's let's let him go um i'm just i'm just going to remind you this um episode does come out on um thursday which um there may be a bonus for you so head over to uh go to it's linked in the the show notes, but uh, be, beyond-enough.com slash betrayal. Now, as a reminder, since we did not launch on the day we told you for Beyond Betrayal, we had this, uh, several people asking for payment plan or extension. Surprise, you're getting it. So head over to beyond-enough.com slash beyond betrayal and that's linked in our show notes you can go grab that 40 percent off now through sunday or if you need the payment plan go do that and if money was the hold up remember you can get in with a payment plan at 117 dollars um, and side note the swag did sell out we had a tremendous response and that was a bonus with the first um, opening so there's still a ton of bonuses and really this is basically the cost of two therapy sessions with Brandon, but you get ridiculous amounts of work, of education, and healing through this. So I hope we see you there.